0: One. Where? <laughs> this is the Rookie Sports Report, hosted by Matthew Frizzell.
1: Four runs off the Detroit Tigers, who are the 10th worst in all of baseball, and
0: Logan Weber. But this man was swallowed whole by a whale. Presented by 96.9, 9, 99.9, and AM 1060, ESPN, The Jock.
1: Everybody love everybody!
0: Come
1: on! Oh, man, I'm feeling somewhat of a lot of emotions right now here as we begin this recording, the Tuesday recording of the Rookie Sports Report podcast here. A little bit of laughter, a little bit of anger, maybe a slight bit of depression, but that's just a normal everyday occurrence. (laughs) You just wake up and you're just like, yeah, I'm alive. and We're yep. alive and well here on this Tuesday edition of the Rookie Sports Report Podcast. Matthew Rizzell alongside... Oh, I'm Logan Weber. I'm
0: here. We're here. Have my coffee with me today. I got up early today. What, I define just, early. Well, you know, uh, not not like the 4 a.m. early that I have to wake up if I'm filling in for, for Don, doing yeah. Wake Up Springfield. But m- most of the time, you know, we record this podcast around 11 a.m., uh, every day, Monday through Friday. So I usually get here about 10.55, somewhere around that area. So most of the time, I wake up nine thirty, ten. 10, sometimes a little bit later than 10, sometimes 10.15, hovering around 10.30 at times, you know, just roll out of bed, throw a hat and some clothes on, brush my teeth, throw deodorant on, and, and head out the door. Maybe if I wake up at 9.30 or 9.45, I get a chance to maybe sit down on the computer or scroll through ESPN.com or Twitter to, to find the things that we're going to talk about today, or, or any day for that matter. Yeah. But today, we'll start with last night. I don't know why, but last night I was exhausted. You know, I didn't... We All I did yesterday was do the podcast. That's all All I did yesterday. I didn't have a shift uh, other than that here at the studio. So I, I got home, you know, did laundry, dishes, cleaned up quite a bit, uh, and then... I just sort of hung out all day. I played video games. I've been, you know, it's college football season, and there hasn't been a new one come out yet. That's in the works. They've announced, uh, what, they've announced college NCAA football 23? Sounds about right. 22, something like that. They're going to make a new one. Yeah. Of course, with NIL now being a thing, uh, they're going to be able to make those college football games again. But it's college football season, and... I always end up in this mood where I want to play college NCAA football 14 or when it's basketball season, NCAA basketball 10, which is the last college basketball game they ever made. So I've been playing a lot of that on my, on my Xbox 360 that I have. I've had, I have too many video game consoles. I do. I have a PS2. I have an Xbox 360, a PS4, the all three of which I play pretty consistently, PS2 is probably the one I play the least amount of, but I still like to get on there occasionally and play. You still play it at least. I still do play it. I have plenty. Of, I have probably 25 or 30 games for it The bless you vintage stock. I discovered vintage stock after I bought my PlayStation 2, which I bought the summer after my senior year of high school before I got to college. What's vintage stock? So, vintage stock is basically just like it, it's sort of like the name. You know, they have it's, it's vintage, yeah. Vintage stuff, but I mean, not. All the way. It's it's basically... It's like they sell video games, CDs. Uh, they sell vinyl. Uh, you know, all sorts of stuff. They sell, you know, PS1, PS2, Xbox, Xbox 360, PS3. They sell PS4 and PS5 games, too. They also sell Game Boy games, Nintendo, uh, DS game, PSP. They sell all sorts of stuff at this place. And I... Discovered it shortly after I had bought my PS2. There was one in about 30 minutes from my hometown in Liberty, Missouri, which is a Kansas City suburb. It's where people were in my hometown. That's where we go whenever, you know, there's a Walmart in Excelsior Springs, which is like 10 minutes away. But if you want to go to like Kohl's or JCPenney, Best Buy, you know, you want to go like on a full on like we're going to go shopping for the day sort of thing. You go to Liberty. Liberty which, of course, people in Springfield don't really understand how that works because you just stay in town. I never had that experience until I moved here. You always had to go somewhere else to buy things, sure. even when I was in college. Uh, in, in up in Maryville, Missouri, there were things that you could go and, and buy things, but if you wanted to go like actually shopping, you, know, you wanted to go buy nice clothes or, or whatever it was, you had to drive 45 minutes to St. Joe. So uh, I discovered this place when I was uh, going into my freshman year of college, and I discovered that they sold, you know, PS2 games and Xbox 360 games and all this stuff. So I just went in and I bought a bunch of stuff. Uh, I bought stuff off eBay. I've got all, right, all the old Call of Duty and Medal of Honor games. I've got Batman Begins on PS2, which is a great game. I've got some of my favorite Madden. I've got, my, in my opinion, the best Madden of all time, which is Madden 2006. That's just my opinion. The best college football video game of all time, which is NCAA football 06. However, I might be a little bit biased because Iowa is like the number three ranked team in the country on that video game. So they're absurd and they, you know, every five star in the country wants to go to school there. So it's super easy to recruit and get great players. The Iowa team is already really good. So it's, it's a lot of fun, but I just been enamored. I just got this itch to be playing NCAA football. So I played a lot of that last night, uh, Two nights ago, I played my season finale. I was eleven and zero heading in, number two team in the country. And the thing I like about it is with, they, they no longer make the NCAA football games, but the servers are still open. They keep the online servers open still. EA Sports does for this video game that's nine years old or eight years old. So they keep the servers open, and that was the first year that you could like custom, you know, you could customize rosters and upload them to where like other people playing online could use them. So these guys, every year, for for no reason whatsoever other than to just, you know, for other people's enjoyment, they don't get paid for this, nothing. This group of guys just go and they make the new rosters. So they'll go into NCAA 14 and they made the rosters for every single team in college football for this season. So you download those and I've got every roster. So like, right, Spencer Rattler's the head, the, the quarterback at Oklahoma, Bryce Young at Alabama. Um, the entire Iowa roster is is on there, all that stuff. So I've been playing that, and Iowa's pretty good this year, right? Currently ranked number three in the country. Yeah. So I I played with them. I was eleven and zero headed into the season finale against Nebraska. Offense played poorly. It was seventeen to fourteen, like twenty four seconds left, twenty three seconds left. It was fourth and goal, so I had a choice: do I go for it on fourth down? and risk losing the game but also if I get it I win the game you know but it was like fourth and goal from like the six yeah I got I got sacked on third and goal trying to run a play action didn't go well so I said no I'm gonna play it very safe I'm gonna play Iowa conservative football you know I'm gonna kick the field goal and I'm gonna send it into overtime and hopefully win the game in overtime because my offense had been or my defense had been really good You know my defense had only allowed ten points. Uh, They, I was down seventeen to fourteen because I threw a pick six in the third quarter. Uh, Tough scene, I know. Yeah. But so I go to kick this field goal. I'm on the left hash. Well, if you remember the old NCAA and Madden games, the kicking on those games was impossible. It's not like it is now, where you've got like the three little lines that show you exactly where your ball is going to get kicked. About yeah. It was the the arrow thing. So you had to like push the arrow, and then you had to. You had to sort of push the right analog stick in the direction that you wanted to kick. Well, I did. I, I was on the left hash. I want to say that again. Pushed it a little hard. And I pushed it and I hit the right goalpost. And I missed it and I lost. I fell to 11 and 1. I fell from number two in the country to number seven. Now, I still won the Big Ten West. And I still went and played Indiana in the Big Ten title game, which I know, based on their season so far, not overly realistic. However, they've lost three games this season to top five teams. But Michael Penix, their starting quarterback, is out uh, with a shoulder injury. Again, this is the fourth season in a row of his career that he's missed time with an injury, which is tough because he's a really talented guy. So, yesterday... I played the Big Ten championship game against Indiana, played very well, won that, and then because you win the Big Ten, and I didn't make the national championship game, I'm playing in the Rose Bowl, which is where you know the Big Ten winner, the Big Ten championship winner, is an automatic qualifier for the Rose Bowl. Same thing with the Pac-12. I didn't know that. No. Yeah, so there's automatic qualifiers within within those leagues. You know, the the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, whichever two teams win that conference, if they don't make the college football playoff, or, you know, back then, the, the the national championship game, the BCS national championship game, they would automatically qualify to play in the Rose Bowl. Or, and now, nowadays, if the team that wins the Big Ten makes the college football playoff, whoever loses that game in the Big Ten goes to the Rose Bowl. Like what happened to Iowa in 2015. We lost the Big Ten championship game, Michigan State goes to the college football playoff, Iowa goes to the Rose Bowl. Okay. And then Christian McCaffrey shows up, and all hell breaks loose. But that's beside the we, point. We 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 discussed that
1: yesterday. Yeah, we yeah. did.
0: That's two days in a row that that's been brought up organically, and I'm upset. Christian about McCaffrey
1: it. lives rent free in
0: your head. Yeah, absolutely, he does. <laughs> without a doubt, without a doubt, I refuse to draft the guy in fantasy for multiple reasons, but that being one of them. The other oh being that God. he he can't stay healthy. Um, I shout out our guy Tyler Rogers, who works here at the studio with us who is a big Christian McCaffrey fan and drafted Christian McCaffrey number one overall in his league, and I told him not to. I said, I know. He's the projected number one running back in fantasy. I know that everybody's saying he's going to go, you should pick him number one overall, this, that, and the other. The guy can't stay healthy. Okay, neither can Dalvin Cook. Don't draft those guys. But well, whatever. So I go on, and I play in, in the Rose Bowl against Arizona State, which I thought was kind of strange. But I did, and I barely won that game. I stopped them on fourth and goal from, like, the 13-yard line because they were m- stupid and tried to run a uh, halfback slip screen on third and goal from, like, the seven, huh. and I sent a hot blitz. I sent an absolute heater and got to the quarterback. So I won that, and that's what I did for most of the day. You know, I did the whole offseason thing and the recruiting and the coaching changes and all that stuff. Um, and then I cooked dinner. And we've had this shrimp in the fridge for maybe – two or three days now that we just couldn't really we couldn't decide what we wanted to do with it we were going to make shrimp alfredo so we went to walmart uh, a couple days ago and i we bought groceries and i bought alfredo sauce you well forgot noodles didn't you no no we didn't oh, forget okay. noodles um i was the one that was taking the stuff we went to the self-checkout Which I don't like doing self checkout. I worked at Walmart when I was in college. I don't like it when people use self checkout. I mean, I I love self checkouts. I know it's a lot easier, um, but it's just hard for me because I worked at Walmart when I was in college, you know, and as uh, being around, working with a bunch of other college kids and even people that were not there. I mean, there were people I worked with as a cashier that had been working at Walmart 35, 40 years. You know, if these self checkouts tend to explode the way that they have been, I mean, we, I mean, pretty soon there could be a lot of people out of a job, and that's just one less job, a, a pretty reliable job that a high a college or a high school kid could really use yeah. that's no longer going to be available. And in a town like Maryville, Missouri, there's not very many of those jobs for college kids to go around. You know what I mean? That's just—it's a tough concept, but I get it, and I know that it's very easy, and I know, uh, especially for people our age, you know, millennials, Gen Z, stuff like that, we don't always do very well with— human interaction (laughs) so if we can avoid having to talk to anybody to do something that's what they're going to do amen delivery services have gotten so much more popular over the years and you know like doordash and stuff like that which i use doordash especially when i'm here at the studio but i still go down there and i pick it up and i have a conversation i thank the person all that stuff i'm not one of those people i am willing to have a conversation with anybody at any time I don't like talking on the phone. That's the only thing that I I can't stand talking to people on the phone, whether really? that is an actual phone call or FaceTime. I hate it. I hate it with a burning passion. I would rather call someone than talk to them in person. I, I would. I my, feel uncomfortable around. People, my number one thing up. is being able to talk to somebody face to face. Either that or a text. You know, if it's not something that needs to be discussed face to face, shoot them to shoot that person a text. That sort of thing. Uh, email is a, a more email makes me a little eerie at times because it just seems like more of a formal text message which i I, that's sort of how i would describe an email it's like a formal text you know you have to like uh dear mr so-and-so my name is logan weber and i work for zimmer communications blah, blah blah, all that stuff you know it's like i'd be like hey man if it's a text message you're like uh hey sir how you doing um I'm gonna broadcast
1: the game or what like whatever it is you know that sort <laughs> I of do thing. that for my emails dude I'm serious I'm I, just like I I type out hey Mr you know whoever the athletic director is and I'm just like hey I'm Matthew Razon broadcasting for Willard. I'm gonna be at your place blah, oh blah, no blah, 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 I right. do I do the
0: greeting signature email thing that we were taught as kids do do
1: the, uh, I do do the <laughs> do, do. <laughs> we're 12 years old um I uh signature as well on my emails I'm like thanks thanks as always comma. Matthew Perzo and I uh, I'm fancy I italicized my name.
0: <laughs> to say that to say that we're 12 years old because we laugh at doo-doo, Um no, I don't I don't agree with that. We're just children at heart, you know? When you lose that child inside of you, that that's when life can get really hard for you. You know, you've yeah. got to be able to, to to laugh at things and, and and roll with the punches a little bit. You know, you can call it immaturity if you want to. I call it staying sane. That's what I do with everything going on. I mean, mental health issues and and all that stuff, which you and I both deal with on a pretty consistent basis. To be able to laugh at things makes makes stuff so much easier. Laughter is the best medicine, dude. Absolutely. But back to what I was saying yeah, about you what, I, what, I, what I being shrim- tired and night. your shrimp yeah, off. We've gone, yeah. we've gone on this for now fifteen minutes, and we're just off the rails. We went to Walmart, and I was the one taking the stuff out of the cart and uh, scanning it, and she was putting it in bags. She put all of the, the cans of soup and and the the glasses and all that stuff right all the all the heavier stuff in in one bag together like you're supposed to do. Yeah, she didn't double bag it. Oh so no! So we're walking to the apartment, and I just felt my bag get a little bit lighter, and then I heard a crash, and I looked down, and my Alfredo sauce is just covered, covering the sidewalk, the 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 asphalt uh, sidewalk. Behind our apartment building, and I was like, "Great!" So I get there. You know, I, I'm sitting there tonight or last night, trying to think of like, what am I gonna do for dinner? Well, I said, "Oh, shrimp tacos sounds like a great idea. We'll do it was shrimp National tacos. taco
1: day." Yeah, it,
0: I you, didn't you, know that. You didn't know that. <laughs> but I didn't know That's that convenient. at all. Yeah, but I went with it, and so I getting ready. You know, I've got the stove top on, I've got the pan there, and I'm, I'm, you know, I got some seasoning salt and some. uh Lemon pepper, and I'm mixing it up together in the shrimp, you know, to sort of give it some, give it a little kick, give it a little flavor. And I'm this close. I am like six inches away from dumping it in the pan. And Maggie goes, Do we have taco shells? Open the fridge. Nope. We're having, we're having shrimp taco bowls. That's what we're having. So I saute the shrimp in the pan and everything, and, you know, pull out. We ended up. I got lettuce, uh, salsa, shredded cheese, some Baja Blast sauce from Taco Bell. Oh yeah, jalapenos, um, and then the shrimp. You you know mix all that stuff together, and bam, you got shrimp taco bowls. And it was really good. And I made some chocolate chip cookies. All of this before like 8 p.m. I, it was it was a very like I You're felt a
1: hell of a lot more productive on on your days than I do mine. No,
0: uh, like this was a very productive day for me. Like I, it doesn't sound like a lot, but I was very no, productive. No, yesterday. I'm telling
1: you, you, you were very productive and Playing the
0: house. This was all before like 8 p.m. and she was working on homework assignments and stuff. And you Being know a true I was husband. I you know. wasn't doing anything, so yeah. I I did it. You know, uh, yeah, pfft, whatever. <laughs> and, uh, I, yeah, there there are people that I've met who uh, legitimately like say. It's a woman's job to clean and cook and and provide for her husband and and sort of be like, oh, I, I had a. misogynistic. I, I, uh, yeah, I had I literally no. This was a a woman who said this to me, who said that a woman needs to be. Um, I'm trying to find the word. A housewife. Not not a housewife. No, she was saying like needs to be like everything. Her, like if her husband tells her to do something, she has to do it. Okay. You know, like it a woman has to just listen to everything her husband says, has to, you know, he he goes home and works. A woman shouldn't work. A woman should never have to earn a dime. Um, her husband should be able to provide. And she just stays at home and cooks and cleans and raises kids. And I'm like, okay, Boomer. Is this 1930? 50? What kind of yeah. Laura Ingalls Wilder, you know, little house on the prairie type business are we talking about here?
1: That's not that, how that this works. Back, that dates back even uh, later than that, to the 1950s and 60s. Yeah, no. Absolutely. Come on. No. If that were the case in, in my
0: relationship with my fiance, we would go dirt poor. Dirt poor, okay? I work in sports media. I work in Unless radio. Unless you're higher up,
1: and the pay is yeah, garbage.
0: And I love what I do. So do I. I love up. what I do. But even if you're an upper echelon person within like radio... If you're not working for you know if you're not Mike and Mike in the morning, or you know or Keyshawn Jay Will and Zubin, Keyshawn J Will and Zubin, or, Keishon, Will, and or Zubin, you're not
1: working for like a university, like right? A college
0: university or you're or not a gonna network. you're yeah. not gonna make a hundred thousand dollars in this job. So uh, I you know I'm comfortable doing what I do making you know uh, when I when you get to a certain point you know maybe three or four years or whatever you know uh, get more experience in this business making 35, 40, 45. Whatever it is, you know, maybe a little bit more than that, the the more into this you get and the higher up you get in within this profession, but like what my fiance does is going to earn twice the money that I make, at least, at least, you know, she, she's a speech language pathology major and she loves what she does. If, if, if I were to go about it with that perspective of like, no, she needs to just stay at home and raise, raise, you know, raise our kids or whatever, that's, that's a just a wildly ignorant way of thinking. But neither here nor there. I went ahead and I did everything yesterday. I did dishes. I did laundry. I cooked dinner. I made the, you know a little dessert. I made like the little Nestle
1: Tollhouse chocolate chip cookies and everything. Sounds so good, but they're so loaded in calories. Yeah. Ooh.
0: And so I'm I'm sitting on the couch watching TV at like 9:30 p.m. and I just am having difficulty keeping my eyes open. So I go to sleep at like 10 o'clock. And woke up at seven because our cats are now waking up like clockwork, like a seven a.m. meowing alarm mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, especially the little one, uh, Casey, Casey, because yeah. he's he he sleeps in the bathroom because they're still at a point where they they have trouble sitting still within the same room. They want to fight all the time. Right? We've been over this. Yeah. Yeah. Which. Is it getting there? They're getting better. Okay, good. They're getting better uh, about it. Continual improvement, yeah. Well, when Maggie's there. Oh. I will say that. Because she she went back home this last week, and I was at my wit's end. Absolutely at my wit's end. I could not take it anymore. They would not listen to me. I bought this little, like, squirt bottle, right, with water, so that when they fought... Because that's what they'll do is they'll fight, like, in the kitchen when I'm in the living room so that I can't, like, get near them. So I got this little squirt bottle and I just, you know, the the older cat, Mahomes, all I have to do is just pull the trigger on it. I don't even have to spray him with water. I can just have the squirt bottle in my hand or spray water near him. And that man bolts. He absolutely takes off the other side of the room. The little one just doesn't listen. He doesn't care. He says, no, I am going to rip this cat's jugular out. And so he is... He is Balls to the wall going after this cat. And that's what he did. And yesterday, God bless my fiance, because I was very, very close to making Casey an outdoor cat again. This cat, I let them both outside into the living room because they were meowing and you could tell that they wanted to be around each other and they wanted to play and all that stuff which the way they play doesn't seem like playing to me. You know, they they chase each other around and then just start biting each other's necks and their ears. And I'm like, you guys are going to kill one another. This needs to stop. So they're like running around and all this stuff. And Mahomes, the older one, jumps up onto our counter because we have like a little island area, an extended counter with like bar stools and stuff so we can sit and eat dinner and all that, which it's covered with stuff right now. there's, yeah. there's it's We still haven't 100% moved into the apartment so, there's stuff littered all over this countertop. So, Mahomes jumps up there to get away from the littler cat. Well, Casey, the little one, decides he wants to try to jump up there and go after Mahomes again. Well, they're, like I said, there's all this stuff everywhere. We've got this little, like, fruit bowl, this plant up there. And this cat knocks this knocks all the food out of this fruit bowl, knocks the fruit bowl upside down, knocks the plant off the countertop onto the carpet, and... Um, He's knocking cups and plates and stuff all over the place. Ends up falling. He can't keep his footing, so he falls off the countertop straight onto his back. So cats don't
1: always land on their feet,
0: huh? Uh, Not this time. And so I squirted him and yelled at him. Well, his response to that was to just drop a hot turd on the kitchen floor. I was beyond done. I, I, she came home like 15 minutes later and I'm like, I'm getting in the car and I am taking that cat back to that house. Like I, I cannot deal with this anymore. So she talked me down, called my mom. She got us an appointment with the vet back in our hometown because she's going home on, my fiance is going home on Wednesday. And so Thursday morning, we've got an appointment with a vet in town to, to take care of everything. Gonna, you know, give the cat the checkup, make sure he doesn't have worms or anything else going on. And they are going to take his pair. We'll just say it that way. So hopefully that will let cooler heads prevail because their cats are very ter- territorial. Yeah. So with Mahomes being fixed and Casey not being fixed, it's like they they're like sort of going at the same ground back and forth and so hopefully that'll that'll solve things but that was a that was a really really long drawn out explanation for for something that did not need to ha- did not deserve 25 minutes worth of talking points but
1: say so the hell else is going on in sports like yeah that's a fair point yeah so i talked i Monday so, night football yeah chargers won they're the best team in the AFC west now 3 and 1 much Record. They have the best record. Much in the AFC to the West. chagrin of the Chiefs fans. They in the have area. the best record in the AFC West. They are not the best. There's team in the AFC There's three teams West. with a three and one record
0: in the AFC West. Though. Yeah, I know the Chiefs are dead last in the AFC West. But they're two and two, and they played the Chargers, a lot of tough competition. The Chargers beat the Chiefs last Sunday by six points, despite the Chiefs turning the ball over four times, yep. and you still only won by six.
1: Like, yeah. I will say, though, the Cowboys are also 3-1, and, and they have beaten said Chargers right now 3-1. and one. Yeah, and I'm not He's taking
0: anything away from the Chargers. The Chargers are a talented team. The Chargers are the second-best team in the AFC West, in my opinion. That's what I said when we were talking the about onset, the... Yeah, yeah, that's what I said in the offset. And I said the Broncos were the third-best, and the Char- and the Raiders were the worst team in the AFC West. Um, And the Raiders aren't bad, either. No, but they're 3-1 as well. Justin Herbert, I, I just... Justin Herbert's the real deal, man. Justin Herbert is... Going to be a top ten quarterback in the league sooner rather than later. I thoroughly believe that he was twenty five of thirty eight last night, uh, two twenty two on uh, two hundred twenty two yards passing, three touchdowns, no picks, and frankly, the Chargers could do no wrong running the football either, which is sort of surprising Echler because had a the Raiders, game, yeah, yeah, the Raiders usually do a pretty good job of stopping the run. But Eckler had one hundred and seventeen yards rushing on fifteen carries and a touchdown. He averaged seven point eight yards a carry. Uh, um, former Mizzou Tiger and Chargers rookie uh, Larry Roundtree the third didn't have a great day. Uh, 11 carries for 31 yards, 2.8 yards a carry, so not overly effective. Um, but it was just sort of a nickel and dime performance from Justin Herbert. He didn't make mistakes, and you know, no deep throws for to to any real extent besides uh, a big 34 yard pass to Steven Anderson. But Keenan Allen had seven receptions last night for 36 yards. Seven for 36. That's five yards a reception. Not really normal for what you see out of of Keenan Allen. Mike Williams was silenced. Mike Williams was one of the best receivers in the league the first three weeks of the year. He only had one catch for 11 yards in that game um Austin Eckler yeah he ended up he had 3 catches for 28 yards receiving as well and another touchdown Jared Cook had a touchdown and uh Don, Donald Parnum Jr. or Parham Jr. I have no idea who that man is but he caught a touchdown pass in in, in last night's game so interesting to see there the Josh Jacobs has really taken a step back I mean, really taking a step back for the Raiders. He had 13 carries for 40 yards last night. And this season, he's only got 23 carries for 74 yards. He's got two rushing touchdowns. So not to take anything away from that. Those were both against the, the Ravens last week. But just hasn't really done a lot of anything after he had such a great rookie year. You expected him to to continue to take steps forward and become one of the better backs in this league. It just hasn't happened yet. But, yeah, like you said, now three teams within the AFC West are 3-1, and, and none of those three teams are named the Kansas City Chiefs, which is very, very strange. But hope is not lost. This Chiefs team is still top three most talented teams in the AFC. Steve Spagnolo knows what he's doing, okay? People saying fire Steve, fire Spags, whatever. Chill out. Steve Spagnuolo knows what he's doing, and if we've learned anything about Steve Spagnuolo over the last two years, it's that he does a great job of making the defense better as the season progresses. The Chiefs defense was not great at the beginning of the year last year. Definitely not great at the beginning of the 2019 season. They got better as the year went on. And... Did they perform well against the Eagles? No, but the offense did. Mahomes did his thing, five touchdown passes, and the running game looked really good. It, the running games looked really good the last two weeks, you know, aside from the Clyde Edwards-Helaire fumble last week. But they've run for over hundred plus yards back-to-back games, you know, Clyde edwards hilaire and the Chiefs as a team. So the running game looking a lot better. That right side of that offensive line is going to get better as the year progresses. You right. know, As this offensive line starts to mesh and gel together, and those three rookies on the right side being Creed Humphrey, uh, Trey, Trey Smith, and, and Lucas Niang, as those guys get more experience within the NFL, they're going to get more familiar. Plus, the Chiefs have only played one game within the division right now. They still have to play the Broncos twice, the Raiders twice, and they have another game against the, the Los Angeles Chargers. So the opportunities are still there. So to for everybody saying like, oh, Chiefs are in last place in the AFC West, give it six weeks and say that to me again because it won't happen. Okay, the Chiefs could go from, if the Chiefs win this week and everybody else in the AFC West loses, they could go from last to first. That's just sort of how it goes. You know, this early in the year. Yeah, early is, on. Yeah, no reason to to panic by any means. So, just everybody calm down, Chiefs fans. Yes, the Chargers look good. The Raiders looked good up until this point. The Broncos' offense is not good. The Broncos' offense is not good. But the defense is. You know, holding that Ravens team to only 23 points. You did your job. So, we'll see. It's a very talented division. The Chiefs aren't going to have an easy road. This is a better division than the AFC West has been in years past. But at the end of the day, I think that only helps the Kansas City Chiefs. Because that's going to that's going to help you get more prepared. You're going to have to keep your level up. Because the Chiefs have had issues with that in the past. Of sort of playing down to their opponents. If You can't do that in the AFC West and hope to win the division. So if you can avoid that, then you have a real opportunity to play some great teams and get some great in-game experience against talented playoff contending teams like the rest of this AFC West
1: and that's only going to help you come playoff time. I know this is totally off the topic here and you bring up a lot of good points with the Chiefs. You know, I I still think they're going to be the best team in the AFC West when it all comes to an end and of course, you know, late December, early January. This, once again, totally off the topic here, just looking on Twitter, which is just always just an incredible app. Love oh. all the, love all the positivity on the app, all the uplifting people helping each other what out. What side of Twitter are you on? Because I should probably find it. <laughs> well, good luck trying to find it. But, no, <laughs> I followed this uh, streamer who's a Cubs fan, and he just tweeted out uh, about the wild card game tomorrow night between the Crawlers and the Dodgers, which we'll talk about tomorrow on Wednesday. But he talked about... Uh, It's so cute seeing Cardinals fans excited to play 163 games this year. Then they go back to hating each other, crying and asking for their manager to be fired, and begging for the org to assign every free agent available. Well, listen here, Cubs fan. You enjoy your 162 games that you guys played, and enjoy your failed dynasty. It really was. When you think about the Chicago Cubs from 2015 to now, they should have won three or four World Series. Seriously. And also... They wouldn't have won 2016 if the Cleveland Indians weren't a joke. A joke with a J. And also choked in that 2016 World Series. Like I said, they choked it. Being up three games to one with home field advantage. And lost. And lost. Yet, Cubs fans who have spent a eight years hiding all of a sudden. Can now... Specifically say they can trash the Cardinals. Play 163. I want the Cardinals to win just for that tweet. I I screenshotted that. I hope the Cardinals win tomorrow. I really do.
0: Uh,
1: I do want to say something.
0: That I mean, that was that was rude. That man, he I mean, he woke up and chose violence, that sort of thing. It's not the most Inaccurate description of Cardinals fans. Oh, I'm not saying it's I've inaccurate or not.
1: He's exactly right. Because <laughs> that, that exact, is very true. No, I it, will say. I will say. In my
0: interactions with Cardinals fans throughout my 23 years of life, that fits pretty good. I it, mean, if it, they, it, look, I, if, it, if the Cardinals go out and they lay an egg tomorrow, which it is, can happen. Yeah. It, um, I don't want to say it, it's not a hundred percent going to happen. It's not. Let's out just of the say of possibility. It's, it's probable. You know, I would say in this. I would say the, 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 the chance of the Dodgers winning this game tomorrow is
1: probably about high. 70
0: they're, to 75%. That's,
1: they're the Vegas favorites to win it, obviously. Yeah,
0: they are the Vegas favorites to win the World Series. They're playing in a one-game wild card and have the best odds to win the World Series. Wild. Absolutely mind-boggling to think about, but that's what, that's what you get when you're the defending World Series champs. But that is, if the Dodgers go out and win tomorrow and you go to St. Louis Cardinals Twitter Thursday morning, there's going to be a lot of people calling for changes within the front office, the managerial staff. Hell, you might hear Mr. Matthew Frizzell talk about it here on the podcast
1: on Therapy Session Thursday. I don't know. No, I already have my Therapy Session Thursdays scheduled. And it, it was with events occurring today, Uh, so I'll just save my pent-up emotion but, that I have right now yeah, till Thursday. But,
0: but on, on the flip side of that, like, I mean, he can. I mean, Cardinal Cubs fans or whoever can say whatever they want. Royals fans can say it about the Cardinals if they want to, whatever. But at the end of the day, yeah, the the Cardinals technically would only play one more game than the other team. The the, the teams that didn't make the playoffs. Well,
1: it's a postseason game in which the, what the Cubs it? could not play. Six
0: teams did not. So play. So six teams in each or five, five teams yeah, five in, in each league. Yeah. So the other twenty teams. You'd play one more game than the other twenty teams that didn't make the playoffs. But in, in it's a defense, postseason berth. Why couldn't you play yeah. that one game? In
1: the in defense of that, it's like how can St. Louis? How can Cubs? Why fans couldn't the Cubs win ninety games with a squad that featured Chris Bryant, Javier Baez, and Anthony Rizzo? Why why were they bad at the beginning? Why couldn't I, 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 the Cubs like you know do something with yeah. those guys in their prime instead of trading them off to New York? The, Car- the Cardinals, yeah. If they lose this wild card game, the Cubs could
0: go or the Cardinals could go out next season. And be another a very good team once again, maybe even a better team, depending yeah, what on what Cubs goes on do? with free agents. The yeah. Cubs are gonna be worse. They're gonna be worse than they were this season. Unless they just spend two hundred million dollars in free agency. Unless they just go out and re-sign Javi Baez just to absolutely fleece the Mets organization, send him to send him to the Mets for you know half the year for him to bat under two hundred and strike out ninety times. And then So he did
1: that with Chicago. Though. Yeah, that's he, fair. Yeah. But
0: let his his uh his uh market drop a little bit, and then you say like, hey man, come on back to Chicago, come on yeah. back, buddy. Just come. Just yeah. strange to strange to hear coming from a Cubs fan, but his 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 description of how Cardinals fans would react if and, they do lose you know, tomorrow is at not that, inaccurate. Yeah,
1: looking at that tweet, he is right, and we don't. Okay, look, I'll say this: we as a group don't like want to get every free agent because we know that's not possible. We just want John Mosellock to do something in the free agency market because he'll get like minor signings. Like a Mosellock staple is buying a reliever every single year. He'll get like one reliever every year to come out of the bullpen. Like a couple years ago it was Andrew Miller. I can't think of who he got this year, but anyway, that's besides the point. We just want him to make a move, like a major move because we Cardinal fans know damn good and well the Cardinals can make send move. He just decides not to, but yeah. Cry at me from 4th in the NL Central, 71-91. and Get off my freaking Twitter. Get off my freaking Twitter. Ooh, hit him with the bum. Yeah. Wow. It's like... uh, But then again, you can't say that the Cubs have had more recent success than the Cardinals and World Series-wise, but like I said... I really wish the Cubs would have won that
0: World Series against the Indians because then the Royals would hold the title of the last AL Central team to win a World Series. But they didn't. They blew it. Yeah, And now the Indians have the most recent World Series title in the AL Central. Well, they didn't win it, though. The The, Indians lost it. The Indians won the World Series. They won one. Not
1: recently, no. In 2017, yeah, they did. In 2017, the Astros won the World Series. I'm telling you, the Cleveland Indians won a World Series. They did not. The last time they won one was in, like, 1948. Like, they're now the longest team with the most active, like, uh, World Series drought. Am I literally having just the largest brain fart? In you are the having United a gigantic right brain now? fart because in 2016 the Indians made it to the World Series, had a three to one lead over the Chicago Cubs, and then lost it. Which, by the way, like I said, home field advantage lost games six and seven in Cleveland. That's tough. Yeah, and all of
0: a sudden, all the Cub fans just came out of the. Man, woodwork. Why did I think the Indians won a World Series in like 2016 or 2018 or something? I don't know.
1: Yeah. I was wrong. And I'm saying all these things respectfully for Cubs fans because I know they've had to deal with a lot of things, a lot of bad things in previous years, and they're now just getting back to relevancy. And now, well, it seems like they're going to go right back down to the basement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the, the Cubs are always going to be relevant. The Cubs are one of the most popular
0: franchises. Yeah, they're yeah. one of the most well-known franchises as in, is Louis. in the world. As is St. Louis. Not as, no. N- dude, not really? Dude, not even in the same hemisphere. I don't know, dude. No. No, the St. Louis Cardinals yes are well known, probably more well known than the Kansas City Royals for obvious reasons. uh they're one of the more successful franchises ever. Okay, the chi- so Chicago Cubs, Chicago Bulls, you know uh New York Yankees, uh, the Lakers and the Celtics, the New England Patriots, the Dallas Cowboys. those are the most notorious sports franchises. In the in the United States, in the world, the St. Louis Cardinals are not on that same plane. They're you don't not. Think
1: so uh, I don't know,
0: dude. I'm not sure. I've been to other places. I grew up not in St. Louis Cardinal territory. Okay, I went to college not in St. Louis Cardinal territory. There were more Cubs fans where I went to college than Royals or Cardinals fans combined. I mean, the state of Iowa. At least half of the people who live in the state of Iowa are Cubs fans. Well, yeah, because they—who else are they going to root for? Right, Minnesota. I've—I've like. I've met people. You know, I've met—I I had a buddy in college who was from Scotland, who was a Chicago Cubs fan. Poor guy from Scotland, who was a Chicago Cubs fan. You know, that's just the Cubs are one of the most recognizable franchises. On the planet.
1: Hmm.
0: More recognizable than the Cardinals. I, without a doubt. I don't know, dude. I highly doubt that.
1: You're going to look it up, aren't you? <laughs> I don't even have to look it up, but if it helps my argument, then yes. See, I'm trying to look it up right now, but obviously I can't type and speak at the same time. Uh, also, going on in the baseball world, tonight is the AL wildcard game uh, to start the postseason in which, you know, Chicago Cubs aren't going to be a part of. Uh, Boston Red Sox against the New York Yankees game is going to be in Boston. Uh, Nathan Neovaldi will go for the Red Sox. Garrett Cole for the Yankees. Both teams with records of 92-70. and So, really, just, I mean, we kind of said it in yesterday's podcast. It's going to be a battle of the AL East in the wild card, and then whoever wins that game will have an AL East division series with the best team in the American League, the Tampa Bay Rays, with 100 wins and 62 losses. They're gonna do it out there. So, uh, if I were to pick a winner for this game, and I'm trying to find the opening line on this, uh, Yankees are actually the favorites in this game, minus 125. The over/under is eight runs. Um, honestly, it's hard not to side with the Yankees here. They have a more talented roster. They've got a better pitcher. I'd mm-hmm. say Garrett Cole is a better pitcher than Nathan Eovaldi. Even though the game is in Boston, I'm gonna go with New York here.
0: I agree. And that hurts a little bit as a as a Sox fan, but yeah, I mean, it, it, Nate Iavaldi has had a good year in Boston. He's got around a three point seven five ERA, eleven and nine on the season. But Garrett Cole is you know in the running for the Cy Young in the American League, if not the favorite to win the Cy Young in the American League. So he he is he's just far more talented. Than than is that's going to make it a a pretty tough thing to overcome. And this Royals team hits the ball well, you know, Xander Bogarts and Rafael Devers. Uh, A a head scratcher to me is J.D. Martinez being left off the playoff roster.
1: He has a sprained ankle, though. I
0: understand that, but it's still J.D. Martinez. And uh, can you change the playoff roster?
1: Can that be changed? Can you call? It's been deadline though. Like I, th- I think it ended at like 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Right. So, so I haven't it, seen the New York. So if, if, right, if like
0: right. is it does it change with each series? Is yeah, what you I'm can asking. change it in each series. So I guess then then I understand it, right? For just the wild card game to have Martinez off, but you know if if they win this game against the Yankees and they go into that ALDS against the Rays, and you can change it, then obviously you need to bring him back. But if you can't, that leaves me scratching my head. That you're willing to forego the entire playoffs and just leave him off the roster, off of this playoff roster, for the entire playoffs for one game. Doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense to me. You know, he's got 28 home runs, 99 RBIs on the year. He's batting .286. So, if, if it's just for this one game, completely understandable. But, I don't know the ins and outs of the rules. So, if he's out for the entire playoffs because of this sprained ankle for this one game, because you made a decision in regards to this one game, that is not a
1: great use at all. Yeah, you know what, I do stand correct on the Chicago Cubs talk. I did my own research, and I can say that I'm wrong, but you know, you say they're not in the same ballpark, I tend to disagree. Like, I mean, obviously the Cubs are a more popular franchise, but the Cardinals, I wouldn't say are that. Far behind, like you said, but... No, they're the most successful franchise
0: in the national the history of the National League. Right. 11 World Series championships, more than any other team
1: in the National League. Yeah, and unfortunately, you know? big brother in the American League has 27. That's the New York Yankees, who are the top team in all of yeah, popularity. Y- I know. <laughs> I, think,
0: the I York, think everyone does. The New York Yankees are literally my franchise's big brother. I know. Okay? The, the New York Yankees are the Boston Red Sox's big brothers. I understand. Just like the Boston Celtics, Boston Celtics, who are my favorite NBA team. I'm more of a Celtics fan than a Red Sox fan, for sure. Just like the Boston Celtics are the big brother of the entire NBA. Sorry, Lakers fans, get over it. That's just the way it is. You can't beat us. Bang. What do you mean? You've beat the Celtics in the in the finals, what? Three? Four times? Three? Four times? Something like that? Okay. And we've beaten you I'm more recently. thirteen times. Not more recently. You beat us in the finals a year after we beat you in the finals. Yeah. So it's the
1: most recent. <laughs> I, I, <your> guess. <laughs> I guess. I uh, guess. But yeah. you know, try
0: uh I'm just saying that uh Bill Russell had uh Jerry West and Elgin Baylor by the friggin' tail and Whoop and, that man. And Will Whoop Chamberlain. Whoop those men in the, in, the, in the NBA Finals many, many times. And then, you know, Bird and Magic went at it. Bird and Magic, who saved the NBA, um, if you ever get a chance. Along with Jordan, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, theoretically, Jordan, Jordan expanded the NBA. Jordan, without, without Magic and Bird, Jordan wouldn't have had the effect that he had. And I'm not diminishing Michael Jordan. He's the most recognizable athlete of all time, without a doubt. But the NBA was literally dying before Magic and Bird came into the league. So those guys brought the league up to popularity, and then Jordan just took it out of the stratosphere. He absolutely exploded, put the NBA on a global scale. But, I mean, the NBA was was seriously considering bankruptcy in 1979 before Magic and Bird were drafted in 79 and 80, respectfully. And, you know, Magic Johnson comes out as a rookie and wins a title, and then the next year, Bird goes out and wins a title with the Celtics, and it's like those guys made the NBA. The Celtics-Lakers rivalry being renewed with those two guys saved the NBA. So it's, I don't know. I don't even know where this
1: conversation stemmed from. I don't know either. We just talked about fans and me being wrong about Cubs fans and then you just went to a tangent about just defecating the, on the, the Lakers. The Yankees
0: being the big brother of the Boston Red Sox. And yeah, the and then, you, then, being, you made, then you made it the father of the Lakers or whatever. No, just the entire NBA. The big brother of the entire NBA. Oh yeah. Specifically yeah, the, the 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 Atlantic the Atlantic division being the, the Knicks, the Nets, the 76ers... Wizards, maybe? Yep, and the Washington Wizards. Specifically, the Wizards and the Knicks. <laughs> yeah. Because Poor Celtics fans... Or not the Wizards and the Knicks, the Sixers and the Knicks. The 76ers and the Knicks. Celtics fans really, really do not like 76ers and Knicks fans. Yeah. At all. Just like Cardinal fans take fans and vice versa. Which is funny, because yeah. my best friend
1: on the planet is a 76ers fan. Yeah, and the guy I talked about, I, like, me and him are good friends. Like, of course, like I said, he's a Twitch streamer, but me and him get along pretty well. But, like... Like whenever you, whenever you call out the crawls on Twitter, I gotta, I gotta clap back. You know, I gotta. I suppose. I gotta, I gotta make my own statement. You wake up and choose violence. I will choose violence right now, sir. And I, I will. I get it. I do. I get it. Like I, I'm not that. For you, the
0: St. Louis Cardinals to you is like the Iowa Hawkeyes to me. You know, yeah. that's sort of how I describe it. It like if, and it's tough with college football, especially because they play their games on Saturdays, right? Only once a week. Like I am such a fan of the Iowa Hawkeyes that if they lose a Saturday game, my entire weekend is gone, just toast. Like if they, I, I am I am so much of an Iowa fan that if Iowa loses on a Saturday, the Chiefs could go out on Sunday and win by forty, and I would still be in a bad mood. But if the if Iowa goes out and wins, and then the Chiefs lose by forty, I could care less, and I love the Chiefs to death. But I am just that much of an Iowa Hawkeye fan. So I, I get where you're coming from when, when people, you know, I'm not really one to do a lot of clap, clapping back on Twitter. I just like, I go for the memes and I say funny stuff and, and throw out like random statistics. Like when Iowa beat Iowa State in the CyHawk game, I, I made a statistic that the next time Iowa and Iowa State play in football, it will have been nearly eight years like seven years, 364 days since the last time Iowa State beat Iowa in football. Meaning that there will be second graders watching the Iowa-Iowa State game having never seen Iowa State win that game. <laughs> there will be Iowa State fans who are second graders watching the game with their mom and dad or whatever. Like, Dad, what was, what's it like when Iowa State beats Iowa? Because that kid doesn't know. He doesn't know. He's just witnessed defeat after defeat for the first seven plus years of his existence, and it will continue because Iowa State sucks.
1: Sorry, second graders. I don't care. Your face just lit up whenever your face continued to light up as that spiel just continued to. I, spell I love out. it.
0: I love it. I know I absolutely you do. Love it, just
1: like Nebraska fans. You know, there's kindergartners walking
0: around right now that have never seen Nebraska beat or Nebraska beat Iowa in football. Love it. <laughs> absolutely love it. Uh, I love this podcast. I really do. Minnesota, same thing. Yeah, the Golden Gophers. Yeah, the Golden Gophers who lost to an FCS school. <laughs> and who was that that said FCS school?
1: Oh. I know they lost to Central Michigan, which Central Michigan is not an FCS school. But still, it's, you know, Central Michigan. They're not supposed to be, you know. Fair. They're the little brother to like the Michigan and Michigan states of the world.
0: They're the little brother to Western Michigan. <laughs> I'm t- Are you kidding me? See, I don't know. Central Michigan, they're the the Chippewas. Central that's Michigan a, Chippewas. That's, that's their name. That's a good nickname. I do. I like that. That's nickname. not offensive to anybody or anything. No, I like it. It's a good nickname. I think. I mean, it is. It's quality, in my opinion. Yeah, quality. But, there you go. Like, quality you know, over yeah. quantity.
1: Because, oh my god, I'm I'm getting into another spiel here. Like. Teams in this area, like high school teams, okay, they didn't lose to they didn't lose to an FCS school. They I almost lost. They lost
0: to they lost to Bowling Green. Okay, no, there was somebody I know somebody lost to an
1: FCS school, and I cannot remember for the life of me who it is. I know Kansas just barely beat North Dakota State, and they're you know of course a Division One A school, and of course, well, I mean they're more much less of a basketball school. But back to what I was saying, like quality over quantity, dude. Half the teams in our area, like high school wise, like Springfield area wise. Or the Tigers? Let's be original, folks. Come on! Yeah, everybody's the Tigers. Like,
0: like he, when I say when I say Hawkeyes, there's only one. Yeah, Iowa. It's just the University of Iowa. You know. Yeah. When I say Hurricanes, Miami. Yeah, Miami. Bang. Right off the right at the top. When I when you say Tigers, oh, are we talking about Mizzou? Are we talking about
1: LSU? Are we talking about Clemson? High like, school, we're talking about Ozark. Talking about Republic. Talking yeah. about Willard. Talking ah. Get some new names and one that aren't offensive, I guess, because we can't have that anymore. What are some other good ones? Buckeyes, iconic.
0: Fighting Illini. Yep, the Fighting Illini. That's you know exactly who that is. Maybe.
1: Well, what they, are some other good ones? Uh, no, I was about to say Ducks, but of course there's the Anaheim Ducks. Well,
0: and then you know you think about like the Cardinals, Arizona, St. Louis, right? Yeah. What about Cardinal? Not plural. Stanford. That's it. They're named after a friggin' tree. There's a tree named a Cardinal? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, the Stanford, yeah, the University I knew, of Stanford. I knew the logo was a tree, but I yeah, didn't know, it's like. The, that, that's, they're not the Stanford Cardinals. They're the Stanford Cardinal, which is a tree. Huh. I think it's a f- type of, like, pine tree, I think. How about that? Yep. They're the Cardinal. That's their nickname. The Fighting Irish. Notre <laughs> Dame. Notre Dame, the overrated Irish. Fact.
1: That's always. The, the
0: Texas Horns Down. ah. Uh, uh,
1: Another 15 yards. Did you just throw the, 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 phone the cord for the, cord. the phone? Yeah. yeah. That's another 15. Dude, you better be careful with these oh, unsportsmanlike. i just pick ones. up that highlighter and throw that. It's yellow. Right I can't there. even see the highlighter where it's it right is. It's right there in the cup to your right. Look oh, over there. there you you go. look like you were pointing to the board like behind me. Yeah. No. Yeah. 15 yards once again. Hey, thanks. So I need that's, a highlighter. That's all right. I'll take that, it. That's another 15 from your previous foul, which occurred yesterday, actually. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Checks in the mail. You better, yeah, you better be careful. You may get ejected from the NCAA. May you uh, may you may lose your NIL rights. What are they but. gonna do to me?
0: This isn't even Big Twelve territory. That's true. This is SEC territory, which this, is strange to say out loud. But
1: well, because like in this area, you got like but then I mean you got then half again. Arkansas. Then you got like a, like a fourth of Mizzou fans. Like yeah, a fourth like, of how far Kansas is fans, how like, far
0: is Norman from here? Norman, mm. like. <sighs> Four four and a half hours, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, I like I don't. I want to know how far like Norman or like Stillwater. It's right
1: next to Oklahoma City. I know that. Yeah, because like, uh, s-
0: how far Norman or Stillwater is from here, and then determine if like we're closer to like Norman or Stillwater, Oklahoma,
1: than we are to Columbia. Yeah, because Columbia is like what three hours away. Yeah, like, three, despite three
0: being in the same well, state. Look,
1: by the way, folks, who we are just now listening, we're based in Springfield, Missouri. Yeah.
0: So just like depending on where. Because I know we're located in the state of Missouri, but if we're closer to like, you know, Stillwater's three hours and 40 minutes away. And Columbia, as I type in this, uh, two hours and 35 minutes. So you're still closer to Columbia, I guess, by, by
1: you know, 50, 50 minutes to an hour. Yeah, I was pretty close. It was four hours and 46 minutes. It is from here to Norman, Oklahoma.
0: You're just, you're sort of, we're just, you know, other here, out down here in Southern, Southwest Missouri, you're just sort of like smack dab in the middle of SEC. You got Arkansas fans.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have Oklahoma fans, OSU fans every now and again. I noticed that Kansas, Tennessee, maybe a little bit of Illinois. And then you got people like you and me who are Iowa fans, which is great, but that's just because you were, your parents were based in Iowa as were mine. Yeah. So, and of course, Iowa ranked number three in the nation. And they're yeah. gonna play the number four team in the nation on Saturday. Can't yeah. wait for it. Oh, I can't wait either. And I you, know, you said it was a big noon game whatever, like for Fox. It's at 2 30 though. Yeah, I know.
0: It's the 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 name of their like game day thing. So like right, there's college game day for ESPN. Yeah. Well, Fox has big noon kickoff. That's the name of their like pregame show thing. Yeah. Where I mean like Reggie Bush, Matt Leinert, um Those guys chop it up, yeah. Bob Stoops, who most people know Bob Stoops for being the head coach at Oklahoma, but a lot of people don't know. Bob Stoops played his college football at Iowa. Iowa. He was a graduate assistant at Iowa. Mark Stoops, the coach at Kentucky, Bob Stoops' brother, also played at Iowa. Also a graduate assistant at Iowa. Was one time considered for the defensive coordinator position at Iowa. Okay? These guys love the Hawkeyes. Bob Stoops, Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush, uh, Brady Quinn. I'm
1: trying to think of who else. Uh, The only person I know out of that group is Reggie Bush. I don't know anybody else in that So, Reggie,
0: Reg, Matt Leiner was the starting quarterback at USC oh. with Reggie Bush. Dude,
1: understand this. Listen, okay. I do not know that much about I football. had I had a Matt Leiner jersey. You got to understand, like, I have... Matt Leiner won a Heisman Trophy. Yeah, Win. 2006? Yeah, I wasn't into college football by then. And, hell, I'm barely interested into it now. He like, won, I, I have fair rooting interest in, like, Mizzou, Iowa, and Missouri State.
0: Matt Leinert won his Heisman Trophy the year before Reggie Bush did. USC went back-to-back.
1: Well, yeah, but I, I just and know like, Reggie Bush because of, like, you know, his scandal, of course, how he was thwarted out of a Heisman because he well, was you should know him for being possibly the greatest running back in the history of college football. He, play, he
0: was electric. Didn't he have a good career in the NFL as well? Yeah, he was I mean, yeah, he had good years. He played for a while, seven, eight years. Yeah. Uh he had some great years in New Orleans. Uh Brady Quinn played quarterback at uh Notre Dame <laughs> and had That's a, why I had, didn't a know him, yeah. had a pretty decent NFL career. And then and, you know, Bob Stoops of course it's and Bob then Stoops. I but... I, I I'm kicking myself because I can't remember for the life of me who like the host is, like the main guy, right? There's always like the one guy that didn't play sports that hosts the thing, like Reese Sports Anchor, yeah, yeah. like Reese Davis does for College Game Day, and then he's got Desmond and and uh, Pollock and Corso and Herb Street. So yeah, they call it Big Noon Kickoff, and most of the time they do the Big Noon Kickoff for a game that is scheduled to play at noon. But the Iowa game is such a big, the Iowa Penn State game is such a big deal that they're they're doing it at two thirty which College Game Day is a joke, and they just refused to do the they Right, because they could have done it, too. They could have—Big Noon Kickoff and College Game Day both could have been in Iowa City for the game. But they didn't want to compete with Big Noon Kickoff, which makes no sense because College Game Day would blow Big Noon Kickoff out of the friggin' water. But whatever. They decided they didn't want to do that. And because they did the Iowa—Game Day did the Iowa-Iowa State game— which was basically, you know, it was mostly Iowa State fans that were around because it was at Iowa State. Mm-hmm. But their guest picker was Ashton Kutcher, who was a University of Iowa alum. So he's a big Hawkeye fan. So that basically, you know, College Game Day was sort of like an Iowa thing. Yeah. But this is, I saw a stat. This is the first top five matchup that College Game Day hasn't done since like 2006. Makes no sense. So they choose the the Red River rivalry over
1: Oklahoma and Texas, right? Yeah, over the Iowa Penn State game. Well, see, there's the thing though. Like, there's also a lot of storylines as well with the Oklahoma Texas game. Like, is this the final time they're going to be playing in the Big Twelve? You know, it's at, not like, the last time they're going to play each other that's by any true, means. Yeah,
0: and they do it. It feels like every year they do this rivalry game. Just like every year they do Ohio State
1: Michigan. I will say though, there's a lot of money coming from both those schools in their ratings. Ooh. Especially I, for uh, even for fans down here. Like this is perfect for us in Southwest Missouri because there's also a few and I'm not saying there's a lot, but there's a few Texas fans as Texas well. There's Texas fans everywhere. That's true. They're they're kind of like the Yankees, I guess, of college football or whatever. Kind of next to you know the Ohio State's of the world and the Alabama's of the world. So
0: I don't know. Fred just frustrates me to no end. Like they could have done game day in Iowa City and they just chose not to because they didn't want to compete with somebody else even though College game day is so much more recognizable than Big Noon kickoff, but it's still—I mean, it's still cool—and well, you know, uh, it'll be—it'll be a great game. Is Big Noon going to be on Fox or Fox Sports One?
1: Uh, You'd assume Fox, right? I don't know. I think it's on. I think it's on Fox. I think because think about this, and this is just because you know people don't all the time always have cable. You know, sometimes they have antenna TV, like my dad does, right? That kind of thing. Theoretically, you're gonna get a lot more ratings if you're gonna be on Fox than you are ESPN because you have to pay ESPN via cable, streaming subscription, whatever. So Right. You know, I guess good for a big noon kickoff in Oklahoma, Texas, because I want my highlighter back. Horns down. Give me my fifteen yard penalty. Thank, Thank you. you. Go. I know this is my this is my first uh unsportsman like I still have one more before I get ejected, <laughs> uh at least for today. So, yeah, I'm like I'm really looking forward to that matchup. Uh, if I'm not actually no, I'm not doing anything. It looks Saturday. like it's on both, ESPN and, it, Fox? No, or, Fox it, and Fox. No, they do it. They do it on yeah. Fox and FS1. Okay. Both. Okay. So I wasn't sure because like now postseason baseball is going to be brought into the equation with Fox Sports One. I just I did not know. But yeah, I, they do it on. It goes from 10 a.m. to noon. Yeah. Right. Thankfully, SBU will be out of town. They're going to be in Liberty, Missouri, like you kind of talked about earlier, facing William, William Jewell. William Jewell, the Cardinals. Where my grandfather went to college, yeah. So my dad's grandfather. My dad's father.
0: Grew so. up 25 minutes from there. Went to basketball camp there a lot as a kid. I would love to go to William Jewell. I just, you know, I would just love to travel with the team. Dumb expensive. William is Jewell is stupid. It's a liberal arts college, it's like $40,000 a year to go to school there. Yikes.
1: It's ridiculously expensive. I make half of that just in regular money. Mm hmm. Yeah, you can kind of <laughs> you sipping your coffee, being yep. like, "Yeah, yeah." That's, that's we live on the same uh, waveform, form, we my do. friend. You do, we do. That's for sure. We do. yeah.
0: It's a uh, William. It's a nice college, you know. And it's smaller school. Yeah, no, Division two. Yeah, football team's horrendous. Uh, football Dude. team's is always really bad. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> William Jewell's football team's always been pretty bad, but they've had good basketball programs in the past. Um, yeah. One of my one, my younger brother, one of his buddies, his mom's the the basketball coach at William Jewell, and their
1: women's team's pretty good. One of my favorite memories regarding William Jewell was when I was watching a Drury basketball game, which is the Division Two college based here in Springfield. Drury basketball, of course, one of the better programs in all of the nation, right? Uh, especially here in the you know Missouri, you know this tri-state, mm-hmm. quad-state area. Anyway, that's besides the point. Um, I went to a jury game against William Jewell, and one of the jury players hit a half-court buzzer beater to win the game. The game was eighty-nine. No, it was 87 with like one second left. Guy gets the ball, takes one dribble, puts it up. Nothing but Bang. that ninety to eighty-eight. Place they, goes
0: insane. In 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 William Jewell's defense, you know they were in, they were they were an NAIA school for a long time, and they. Just recently, maybe in the last three or four years, moved up
1: to Division Two and joined the GLVC. Yeah, because they can't. They probably they'd probably go winless if they were in the MIAA. Well, yeah, most schools in the GLVC would. <laughs> yeah, joke of a conference. <laughs> yeah, but no. Uh, last year, when SBU, the team that I broadcast for, played them in football in the spring season, SBU won the game. Guess the final score.
0: Oh, I have no idea.
1: Fifty-five to fifty. Wow, was the final score. Wow. No defense was played whatsoever in Big I, 12 game. <laughs> Big 12 game in Division 2 GLBC. But man, I would have loved to call that game. All the offense, 55 to 50. And for SBU's case, a lot of offense in SBU's case cuz last Saturday I did a game where they faced U Indy and uh whew, it was not pretty. SBU lost by a final score of 70 to 10. So it was a uh, but then again, UND was nationally ranked coming into the season. They lost two straight to ranked opponents, and they dropped out of the rankings. They began their conference season against SBU, and, well, they, they showed why they were nationally ranked. There you go. Their running back had like 170 yards in one quarter. Like, yeah. They had four different running backs that had a rushing touchdown each. It was it was yeah. not and, a good season.
0: And, and I mean, I'm sorry to anybody you know, that's down here in this area, if you're an SBU or a Lindenwood fan or whatever the situation you, you're in, you know, if you're a, an, a, an alum of one of those schools or whatever, if you talk to anybody that is familiar with sports at the Division II level, um, sp- and especially anybody who was involved or, or is a fan of or went to school at somewhere like in the MIAA, like I went to Northwest, but you could talk to a Pitt State fan or a UCM, uh, Central Missouri fan, uh, Missouri Southern fan. There is no love lost for the GLVC. There is no respect in Division II for GLVC schools. Like for because the GLVC is basically just a conference made up of schools that used to be in the MIAA and got tired of getting whooped, so they went to the GLVC. SBU, Lindenwood, uh, so like Lindenwood for example, and I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, uh, but I I, I think I've I've talked about it on Sports Talk. Lindenwood is a college out of St. Charles, which is a St. Louis suburb. Yeah, they were in the MIAA. Uh, for for years, for many 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 years, uh, early 2000s into like the mid 2010s, um, and I think the last time they were in the last year they were in the Miwa Northwest beat them like seventy to nothing, you know, at Bearcat Stadium, and so they left, they left and joined the GLVC, and this was two years ago, 2019, and I was a sideline reporter for the football team, and. Lindenwood goes out after winning like two games in the MIAA the year prior. They go to the GLVC and win the conference. (laughs) They make the playoffs. They win their first round matchup in the playoffs. So they have to come to Bearcat Stadium to play Northwest. 66 to nothing was the final score. We dismantled them. And right, everybody's like, "Oh, Lindenwood's a different team. Lyndon was this. Linden was that." No, Lindenwood is still the same team that Northwest beat by 60s year in and year out in the MIAA. They just went to a weaker conference and made themselves look good. You know, no, there's no love lost, no respect within it within that conference. Nobody in the MIAA respects the GLVC. It's just a bunch of schools that either don't want to get beat by the schools in the MIAA or got tired of being beat. By the teams in the MIAA, and they went somewhere. They just went to a weaker conference.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was actually looking at the SBU men's basketball so- schedule, seeing if maybe, just by random chance, they would play uh, Northwest Missouri. Nada. They probably don't want to either. Though they are playing in the Missouri Southern Classic in mid-November, and they, they are facing a couple of MIAA schools. I'm trying to think. They're playing Missouri Southern and Pitt State. So when did SBU leave? It was pretty—like, it wasn't that far out. I thought they were— I'm pretty sure I went to one of their games when they won the MIAA because it's pretty recent. I'm yeah, check. I, I I I thought it was. let me see if I can find that here real quick. Govc admits Southwest, okay, it was in 2018. Yeah, whenever the same year Lindenwood left. Huh. I did not know that.
0: Yeah, so that was 2018. Uh, uh let me give me just one second. So I'm going to look up Northwest Missouri State's football schedule in 2017. So I'm looking
1: at this headline here on May 31st, 2018 from GLVC Commissioner, Associate Commissioner Jeff Smith. The Great Lakes Valley Conference announced on Thursday that Southwest Baptist University has been admitted to the conference for full-time membership following a unanimous vote of approval by the GLVC Council of Presidents on May 23rd. Uh, SBU, can't have, can't wait to have them here, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to see whenever they got in there or how they did in the MIAA. Uh, Southwest Baptist has been competing in the Mid-America Intercollegiate Athletics Association (MIAA) since 1986. The Bearcats have captured 25 MIAA titles in sports: uh, men's tennis with <laughs> men's tennis with 14, women's tennis with five, men's basketball with four, men's cross country with one, and women's cross country with one as well. Um, can't find it here. Anything else? So yeah. So
0: for example, in a matchup in 2007. Uh, when SBU was still in the MIAA, Northwest beat SBU 86 to 13.
1: Yeah, in football. Yeah, 86 to 13. In 2007. That's a long time ago, though. But then again, like honestly, it'd probably be the same. The last time the, the last time the there. two
0: schools played each other in basketball, Northwest won 88 to 46.
1: When was that? 2019 or 18? 2018. Mm. See, I'd love to see. G- I will. I really want to see them play in a non-conference game, but they're not going to because they're going to play in a classic in Missouri Southern. I'm actually going to see who the teams in that one. I probably can't though.
0: Missouri Southern Classic. I would imagine you'd see schools like Missouri Southern. Uh, maybe Duh. maybe like Truman, Truman State, uh, Pitt Suff- State, maybe yeah, Pitt State. Nothing that Northwest would be in though, right? No, because Northwest isn't in. It's in Northwest Missouri, not Southern Missouri. Well, think about, like, the other trips they make. Well, though. and Missouri Southern doesn't want to play Northwest either. That's true. Especially in, in basketball, because Missouri Southern has a really good basketball program. They just can't seem to beat Northwest. But then again, that seems like a common problem in the MIAA. I mean, that's—you're not wrong. <laughs> there there have been a couple of years, maybe two years ago, Northwest won the national championship, and they only had two losses, and they were both to Missouri Southern. But mm-hmm. then they go on to play Northwest in the playoffs— in in the NCAA tournament, and Northwest wins the game. So, I mean, they
1: beat us in the regular season sometimes. They just can't do it when it can't matters. Can't do it when it matters, yeah. Exactly. You know what does matter, though, is that we have somehow gone through an hour and 11 minutes of this podcast talking about two sporting events that went on yesterday. Gotta love it. Or not even yesterday. One sporting event that of major notice went on yesterday, and we have bs this for an hour and 11 minutes yeah there's this is know, why we're gonna be great show hosts one sometimes
0: day. sometimes whenever there' it's a slow sports day when you're involved in this business in radio there's there's something As we continue you have to, to BS here. yeah there's some exactly there's something you have to learn fairly quickly when you get into this business, and that is the ability to cow manure go off the cuff yeah yeah uh, uh cow manure being a euphemism for another bs yeah,
1: Yeah.
0: Bingo. Bingo, bingo. Yeah. So it's, it's something that takes a lot of practice doing, but for somebody like me, that is just, I, I, I can talk about anything at any given time. And with the, with my ADD, it's just like, I, I start talking about one thing and another idea pops into my head and I bounce off and go on that tangent and then have difficulty getting back to my first point and you you add allows you to be able to to BS quite a bit so you know sometimes you have to do it and that's what we did
1: today and we're as we're approaching an hour and fifteen minutes worth of podcasts See, I can today. BS just so long as I don't talk too fast or if I just start stuttering you know I know your fiance is going into uh, speech pathology and she says she loves it well I kind of want to test that theory <laughs> I'll make her test that theory if I'm ever one of her uh, patients because I uh, yeah. we'll see. She's she's about a year and a half away from officially
0: being. That's awesome. She's she has a degree. She has her bachelor's degree, which makes her an SLPa, a speech language pathology assistant
1: or assistant. Yeah.
0: So, for her to be considered just a a speech language pathologist, which is like sort of like the boss of the thing, right? The assistants can do things, but they have to be overseen by an SLP. Yeah. So she wants. She doesn't want to be overseen by anybody. She wants to be the person the 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 boss the woman so that's what she's she's on her way to doing right now she is stressed out of her mind but she's killing it like she always
1: does and I'm happy for her and I hope she does well all right we've done enough bsing here for a tuesday edition of the rookie sports report podcast coming up tomorrow of course we're going to talk about the al wild card preview of the nl wild card between the cardinals and the dodgers and perhaps we'll bs some more we probably will but what we're going to bs about We'll just have to wait and see. For Matthew Brazil and Logan Weber, hey, don't let anyone tell you the odds, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow.
0: Derek Rose would have been a Hall of Famer without the knee.